millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is Peter. And my name is Ashton. Oh my gosh, it feels very strange. I'm Where having is to, he? Having to remember all of Ben's lines. I know. See, when you do 128 episodes of something like this... And you've never had to say it. Yeah, well, like... what I was going to say was, in from Ben's point of view, when you've done it, like he probably doesn't even have to think about what he's saying. Like, you know, because I've got my own things that I say, particularly towards the end of the podcast. And, you know, they just, they kind of come out like... I mean, I, I do actually do them differently every time, but I still at least know where I'm going. Mm. But uh, now we've got to we've got to just try and remember the script. And also, we've not got Ben to kind of make sure that we're not being complete. Well, there's that as well. Just as well. just giggling like school children. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Exactly. We'll, we'll have to just see how it goes today. Yeah. But um, you know, I I am the understudy seemingly for Ben Potter. Yeah. Um. So if ever there's a day where neither Ben or I are in, you'll have to just sit here on your own. On my own and just talk for like an hour and a half. And know all of the words. Yeah. So you best get learning. Triple um, Jump Podcast. It's a video game podcast where we talk about video games. It is. Yeah. Absolutely. And then I'd say. I'm Ashton, and then I'd wait patiently for any other people to say their name, and then there would be none. So right. then I would just go, we, I don't know what the next bit is. Yeah, you could just talk we, to yourself about not knowing what yeah. the next bit is. Um, well, I'll tell you what the next bit is. Okay. Um, this is a, a video game podcast that we do all the time here at Triple Jump, uh -huh. uh, and we're sponsored each and every week by a, a very definitely real sponsor. Yeah. Uh, I've got the ad read this week. Um, this week, we are sponsored by um, Trivago. You know, the hotel, hotel company? Hotel Trivago. Uh, yeah. Ben Potter just got a free sample uh, as part of the brand deal, and he's yeah, just gone. He's gone off. Um, I don't, it's not, it doesn't it's seem to be box. video game related. It's just Ben's, Ben's in a hotel this week. So, uh, Trivago. Um, I didn't think I don't think he's in a hotel though. Well, no, he's not, is he? But you know, just I mean, because it's a lie for one thing. It's oh, not a real sponsor. We're not actually sponsored go. by Hotel Trivago. We're not. I just wanted to like put have this like nice fantasy of Ben sitting on a beach Lounging drinking somewhere. out of a coconut yeah. or something. But he, no, I think he's just like with friends playing time splitters. Yeah, somewhere. just that. So. It, the only only like 
any info we've got from him is on Twitter where it's just like one picture of the same telly with different games on yeah, it. Just like just, having a great time. He's just on the same chair for a week <laughs> yeah. with the same telly. Um, yeah. That's not real. It's not real We're at not all. We're not actually sponsored by We established very, very quickly that that wasn't a real one. That was one of the fastest ones we've ever done. Um, I didn't know if you were going to say, well, his aunt actually owns Trivago. Well, she might he's, do. He's at his aunt's house, I think. Yeah, I believe so. Um, maybe. Auntie Trivago. Auntie Trivago. Right. Uh, <laughs> but what we do have is actually uh, a real sponsor mm-hmm. um, in the in the shape of triplejump.gg. Hello, everyone. As well as our extremely real and totally not fictitious in any way sponsor, we're officially partnered with PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo to sell their codes through our own website, triplejump.gg. Here, you can get everything from topping up your digital wallets to PlayStation Plus, Xbox Live Gold, Xbox Game Pass, and Nintendo Switch Online subscriptions, as well as Minecraft mine coins. <laughs> mine coins? They'll be your coins any minute. <laughs> nice one, Peter. Oh, thanks very much. It's 100% legitimate, directly supports us, and provides you with the delightful digital currencies you're going to buy anyway. Visit triplejump.gg to browse our full stock. Triplejump.gg. This is a real sponsor. Lovely. That sounds right, boy. Yeah. That... I just really like the song. I think it's fun. It's pretty good. Is that at the end of the... I don't know if that's the... at the end of the podcast one, though. It was last week. Oh, was it? Yeah, because James uses that now. But yeah. he's been making a new one, which <laughs> it may have actually just been featured. I don't know if he... He might want to wait till next week oh. uh, for when Ben's back to get the the third green light on it but yeah. uh, i've seen it it's very swish i haven't seen it so we'll have to see which one so. goes out in this episode yeah. so, all, so i all might have just quoted an old ad yeah maybe but if you want to listen to it just listen to last week's podcast mm-hmm. and then you can hear it it's pretty good yeah pretty good we also have like a kind of other sponsor don't we exactly right yeah with our pals over at patreon triple jump patreon what's they called triple jump.com patreon forward slash no, it's not that. It's pit- well, in fact, can you, you can get there <laughs> yeah, that way just, as well, yeah, can't you? I but think so. uh, no, patreon.com forward slash team triple jump is yeah, what we're what That's we're what we were about. trying to say. Yeah. Um yeah, with our may you submit the questions if you're a Patreon. I don't know what the thing is that Ben normally says. For as little as one dollar uh, oh, yeah. a month. You get access to the podcast question post and you can ask us questions for us to answer on the go. podcast. Just like Cameron Keywood. Ah. Who says Hello, Benless Jumpers. I was wondering if you have any gaming confessions to make, such as deleting a sibling slash partner's save or selling a game without permission or anything else similar. Um, have you been a naughty boy before? I have on many occasions. I must say, having reread, the, I mean, I've read this question several times now because I gathered the questions and also, you know, made notes for my own answers. <laughs> yeah. So I've read this more than once, but. I've just noticed the slash partners. Like, I mean, to me, I've got a list of things here that I did that were pretty juvenile when I was, you know, like 13 yeah, or something. Yeah, my ones when I was like a kid. Right. But like the idea of someone deleting their partner's save files, that's really petty. <laughs> that like, is pretty petty. Yeah. Jeez. Like imagine doing that at age, whatever age you have to be to officially have a partner. Mm-hmm. 18, 21. I don't know. Adult. Um, adult, yeah. Old enough that your brain's probably fully formed. Yeah. 
Um, and you should know better. Yeah. What would you do if uh, if Amy deleted one of your saves on oh, purpose? I How mean, would you feel? For one thing, I'd be like really shocked because that's just not the kind of thing <laughs> she would do. But <laughs> no, I don't know. I I think I'd I'd ask her like, is everything okay? <laughs> Why did you do that? That's that's a really childish thing to do. Yeah. Um, just like it was when I uh, used to fall out with my siblings, and one of the things that was like a kind of instant. I hate you, I'm going to get you, uh, was to delete each of the save files. Um, everything from, you know, actual kind of adventure games or whatever, where there's progression through a narrative. But even like, are you aware of the game in quotation marks called Dance EJ? No. It was a PC game uh, that was like a music making thing. Right. But it wasn't like really kind intense. Kind of like Garage Band kind of thing. Yeah, but it, it wasn't like kind of... Um, what would you call it? Industrial level software. It was it was kind right. of aimed at younger people. Right. So that's why you would probably class it as a game rather than proper synthesizing software. But um, that was quite popular with not just um, like we we had a copy of it and we all liked it, me and my siblings. But even just within my circle, like there were kids at school who all had it, and we mm. all used to just like make dance EJ remixes and stuff. And uh, I remember once me and my sister. Uh, really were pissed off with my older brother for some reason. And so what we did was we went on Dan CJ and we uh, there was a bit where you could record, you know, going into it so you could right. like do a sick rap or whatever, which yeah. we didn't do. You did a sick rap over your brother's like country music track. Yeah, no, no, we, yeah, like we, we could have done a diss track maybe. Yeah, <laughs> the, said, the like, original diss track. Yeah. No, but we didn't even do that. What we did was we just made a, a fight. We saved a, a, a song that was called something like um, Watch This. John. John is not his name, but I don't want to dox my brother. But, you know... Brother John. Yeah, like, listen to this song, John. Um, And when you open it and play it, it was just a single track of, like, recorded dialogue where me and my sister had just gone, ha ha, John, we've deleted all of your files on Dan CJ. Ha ha, ha ha. That was it. It was just us, like... There was no music, I don't think. Like, we didn't add any, any... sick rhythm to it it was just it was just shouting into the got you got him i don't even know if we did actually delete the files but that's certainly what the you just wanted that moment of this john like they've deleted all my files exactly yeah um there have also been times where if we were really pissed off with each other we'd like switch a console off of the wall like by the plug (laughs) especially if it was like that's it's my turn mum says it's my turn yeah and they wouldn't move um but also um, similar, actually, to the Dan CJ thing, I also had um, a couple of games when I was younger that, to some extent or other, allowed you to animate and like make make little little films and stuff. Right, like yeah. we had, we did an Art Attack one on Vidiots. Oh, a couple uh, of years yeah, ago, I think, yeah, yeah, I've seen that. One. And I had that one, and I would also do that in a kind of petty way where I would like make my siblings and like just do videos where they they get like. You know, I don't think it was anything too graphic, but maybe they were just like run over by a horse or something <laughs> like that. You know, not like they weren't strung up and tortured. That would be, no, I probably would have needed to go and see by someone. Horse related accident. Yeah, you know, you have to just use whatever presets are there. <laughs> so you go to the Wild West category, mm-hmm. grab the donkey or something, and, and just stomp it all over a very crudely drawn. PNG of, of my siblings. And they're like, what is that? It's you. I've, this is 
That's meant to, like yeah, me. they're like, what? It doesn't look like me. Who's, why, why have you done an animation of yourself getting run over by a donkey? It's not me. It's, it's not me. I'm going to delete all your files on Dan CJ. Ha <laughs> ha, John. Ha, John. Got you. <laughs> so that's, I mean, you know, that's the kind of creative, inventive kind of yeah. petty gaming stuff that I would do. I don't think I had anything quite that creative right. and, and violent. I think one time I uh, went on to we like the me maker thing mm-hmm. and i changed the way my sister's me looked because oh. she really bothered me and i like proper made it look really ugly and then when <laughs> she went on she's like what's happened why is my name under this horrible me and i was like mm, just what you look like that's just you i just figured i want to make yours more realistic just like, that's no different to what it's always looked like yeah. isn't it <laughs> yeah. so i got really mad about that um accidentally i dropped um so i ran a friends and they had like wooden flooring and I dropped their disc version of the game Viva Pinata oh. um, down the floorboards. Oh no, down the floorboards. <laughs> yeah. I thought like you were going to say it just disc. got scratched. No, no, or no, into the floorboards, never oh. to be seen again. Oh no. Yeah, I felt a bit bad, but also um, they wouldn't let me take it home and play it. So I, right. maybe I didn't do it on accident. I just remember, like, <laughs> yeah, throwing that it serves you right. Um, but I think we did the things like turning the console off at the wall or just walking over and pressing the like power button as mm-hmm. they were playing. Um, but my sister was quite a lot younger. Well, she's two and a half years younger than me. So a lot of the times I'd be playing a game that she didn't understand. She'd be like, I want to play this. Like, you can't. You don't understand it. You're just going to ruin it. Yeah. Um, and occasionally I did give, do the, the trick where you like you give them a controller that isn't like attached or plugged in. And then you're playing. And they're like, why isn't it going left? And I'm like, <laughs> well, I wonder why. The controller's just broken. As I say, as I play to my right like, oh, to I like play that. the game. Um, but yeah, I've never done anything to my partner's saves no, or anything me neither i don't think not on purpose anyway mm. might have closed a game that he'd left running when he hadn't saved it yet but right, other than yeah. that you know that's his fault not my fault we used to have this thing as well with my siblings where we would we would say i'm gonna wipe your memory card which was <laughs> not like to manually go in and delete a load of saves but like we had it in our heads that if you pull the memory card out while mm. the console is running it could like remove it could delete all the saves which I think like it could certainly do that, you know, when it says do not remove memory yeah. card like, when it's reading it and stuff. I think like that that can actually corrupt your save files. Mm. But I believe that actually if you pull a memory card, you can like plug memory cards in and out on like an old PS1 yeah. in the middle of gameplay. And it's probably OK as long as it's not like autosave features and stuff. So yeah. we thought that like this was a thing. And, you know, you might like run in while they're playing the console and go, ha, and pull it out. But. I don't think it really ever cleared the no, memory card because no. that's not really how it works. It was just but. that moment of panic where you went to reach for it. Like, yeah. No. yeah. I think I also, my sister had a game on her DS that I really wanted, but she would never let me play it. She was one of those kids when she was younger where it's like, if it was hers, it was hers. Yeah. But if it was yours, it was hers. Um, right. So it was like, <laughs> she wanted it. And if she wanted it, she was going to get it. But you weren't allowed to play, play any of her games. Mm-hmm. Um. She's a bit like that now, to be fair, with Switch games. I'd be like, well, you're not playing on the Switch. Can I? She's like, no, you can't. I'm like, you're 20 years old. Come on now. Let mm-hmm. me play on your Switch. Um, but she she had a, I can't remember what game it was, but she wouldn't let me play it. So I went into her room. I got the little cartridge out of the box, put the box neatly back on her shelf, walked out, and I think I put it in the garden and I just like left it in some mud. Oh, no. And then she was like, I can't find my game. Just like my game anyway. And I was like, hmm. Wonder where it is. I guess you should <laughs> let me play it next time, huh? Oh, wow. And then she went outside, like, I think it was like a summer day, so it wasn't going to get wet or anything. Mm-hmm. And um, she was like, why is Nintendogs <laughs> in the flower pot? And I was like, I don't know. 
How, how could that have happened? Maybe maybe it's a sign that you shouldn't be playing it more. It's just karma. Yeah. The sort I guess. of the karma fairy came yeah. and put it yeah. in the mud. In outside. the mud. Yeah. I don't know if it broke it, but she mm. was not happy. She was a crier when she was younger as well, yeah. so I'm pretty sure she cried. Okay. And I, I was just like, hee <laughs> <laughs> I've just remembered something that my sister would have to confess if she was on here, because this is, isn't something I did. Mm-hmm. It was kind of a really strange thing, but I think she was only about five at the time. And we had a copy of A Bug's Life for the PS1, which mm-hmm. is a game I've streamed a long time ago, actually. Yeah. And there's a level on that where you're going through the tunnels inside the anthill. It's level two, I think. And throughout the game, Flick will just say stuff just as you're walking along. You know, you go, ah, oh, fresh air and stuff, which is kind of strange. Um but in the tunnels, there was this line that he would say where what he's actually saying is iridescent lighting. I like it. And because there's these like glowing mushrooms that light the tunnel. Mm-hmm. Um, but the quality wasn't very good on the console itself and also probably the TV that we yeah. had. So all we could really hear was, like this. I like it. So my sister used to say that what he was saying is, like I, I don't like it or something. Yeah. Right. That was her interpretation of that line, and that game actually technically belonged to her in yeah. that sense. And she said that if you're playing the game and Flick says I don't like it, you have to turn it off. <laughs> so that used to happen all the time. We'd be like, oh, I really hope he doesn't say that line about I don't like it. Um, never get past the level because yeah. he just keeps saying it. Yeah. So that was uh, a really weird one. Well, that, I mean, that almost man. turned into a big discussion. It sounds like we could go on for a I know, long just time. Just talking about how <laughs> annoying we were as children. Yeah. 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 Um, fantastic. Well, from what we used to play and and troll each other with mm-hmm. as children, yeah, uh, it's time to talk about what we're playing right now. Right now, in a section we've never done before. We've never done before. That's called mm. what we're playing. Oh, it's what we're playing time. Ah. It's what we playing time. I'm used to Ben then saying, Peter, what we playing? Peter, what are you playing? Ashton, you go first. It's normally me, but okay. Ashton, Mix what are you playing? Live life on the edge. Mm-hmm. I've only played one game this week because I have been very hormonal. And when I'm hormonal, it makes me not want to do things because it makes me very annoyed. I tried to play Far Cry. I just got annoyed. I played like 10 minutes. I was like, I can't be bothered. Um, And I've not really played a lot this week because I've also been kind of in and out of the house. Mm -hmm. Um, But I played a game that I've been following on TikTok for a while. uh, It's made by like one guy. And the guy I've been putting like updates on TikTok to be like, look what you can do in my game. And I was like, this game looks chill AF. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's called Omno. Um, and it's on Xbox Game Pass at the moment, which is good because I was going to buy it anyway. Right. Um, but it went on Xbox Game Pass as a bonus. Um, it's basically like a, it's really chill, kind of like I'd say like a mental refresh kind of game. Right. Where this little um, kind of, I won't say polygon, but not really, um, kid. And you're kind of wandering around. You've got a staff and you can do like you can surf down hills and stuff and meet these mythical creatures. And there's like bits of lore to find around. Um and you've got to get like orbs and it's like level based. It's not a very long game, but mm-hmm. it is really like chill. And I think I played it for most of Saturday before we had to go out. Sounds and lovely. It was really good. It proper was nice. It made me my brain just go off and I played it for ages until I had to go and like do something productive, like clean the kitchen or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I recommend it. If you're looking for like a chill kind of memory wipe game, I fully suggest going and playing Omno. Omno. Omno, yeah. Okay. So, so did you say you finished it now? No, or? I haven't finished no. it yet. I played like, I think I did the first three or four levels. I don't know how much is left of the game. Um, but yeah, it's really interesting. Oh, nice. So yeah. is it, you might not know, but is it is it 
like a work in progress. So you say the guy's I like still adding stuff. Finished. So like, right. And he's okay. been like adding stuff and then it came out this month. Right. So I think he's just going like, look what you can meet this animal. Mm -hmm. We've added surfing into the game. And he was oh. like adding, doing little updates. So I'm like, I've been seeing it for ages. And I thought this game looks really cool. But mm -hmm. I kind of, I don't think he posted for a while. And then I kind of lost him. Because on, on TikTok, it's really hard to like find yeah. someone specific. Um, if you don't know their specific handle. But then it appeared on Xbox Game Pass. I was like, I know that game. I've mm. seen that game on TikTok. I explained to Ben that I've been like watching it on TikTok. Partner he, Ben. Partner, uh, no. Ben Potter. Ben Potter. My partner week. Ben. Your partner Ben. My working, our working partner yeah, Ben. Yeah, Ben. Um, that I've been watching it on TikTok. I was like, I've been watching gameplay on TikTok. And I was like, no, I haven't. I've just been watching this game get made. And he was like, on TikTok? And I was like, yes, Ben. It's a platform of people use now, social media platform, it is. Ben. It might be Chinese spyware, but yeah, it's still but a social media platform. it's also a social media platform that is huge right now. So Ben he, really he hates was, TikTok. <laughs> really. I think he hates TikTok partly because... Uh, My Ben hates TikTok as well. Well, yeah. I mean, I think he doesn't like it partly because there are perhaps security issues with it, but mm -hmm. also because he says his mum really likes it. <laughs> and he's like, mum, please stop using this this app it's not good for you for your mm -hmm. phone yeah um i'm i'm just kind of like what can they find out about me that's not already out i am there. so boring mm -hmm. they're like oh she goes home she sits on the sofa and she plays omno for three hours <laughs> and then she goes out briefly and then she comes back again and plays borderlands i'll volunteer that information to the chinese yeah. i don't care here you go i yeah. will give you my daily schedule <laughs> it's nothing interesting yeah. Last night it was, I got back to my Airbnb, I called my mum, I called my partner, and then I fell asleep fell at 10 o'clock. Without having any dinner. No, I forgot to have dinner. Oh, that's bad. I've not actually eaten since lunchtime yesterday, but oh, no. living life. I'm actually all right. We can stop the podcast right now if Give you have to. Give this woman a sandwich. <laughs> what uh, have you been playing, Peter Austin? I have been playing, I played a little bit more Ratchet and Clank. Um, like the, I said, it the was the original re or the re movie remake. The the remake of the original, original yeah, the movie one, yeah, the movie yeah. one, but not the uh, not Rift Apart, yeah. Um, but you know, to be honest, as pretty as that game is, and as well written as it is, I think it's actually genuinely quite funny. I think mm. they've done a good job. I think so too. Um, I I re I've sort of remembered as I've played more why I didn't follow up after the first game. So I played the original PS2 Ratchet yeah. and Clank that that one is a kind of a re reimagining of, and it's reminded me why after playing the first one I didn't then seek out any of the sequels, which is that it is actually it's like a third person shooter game, isn't it? Like mm -hmm. more than anything else, it's yeah. not. You kind of you can get lulled into a false sense of security or not security, but you can you can kind of. Uh, think one thing when actually it's not the case, which is that you know it, it's it's insomniac, uh, which I associate most uh, kind of uh, in, mostly with Spyro more yeah. than anything else. I know there's Spider Man as well since then. Yeah, but I kind of think, oh, Ratchet and Clank, it's one of those you know mascoty kind of characters, and you know mascot characters usually are 3D platformers with a bit of bit of action and combat in them, yeah. but not much. Um, but actually, Ratchet and Clank is a third-person shoot game in in a sense, and uh, I find it a bit not not repetitive. But there's just there's just a lot of shooting in it, and it's not mm -hmm. really in a, in a way it's not for me. Um, so, do you think that's why you struggle to get through it again? Like yeah, I think it is. Like I kind of I was just playing other games, and that it did make me think. Like this week, particularly when I was writing down what we play in. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, I have played Ratchet and Clank, but again, 
I didn't really play much of it. And I was like, why is that? Because I know I've got the time at this point. It's not that I'm distracted by anything else. Incidentally, there is one other game that I did play this week, but it, did, it wasn't taking time away from my, my ratchet sessions. Mm-hmm. So I just thought, I think I just don't, I'm not, I'm not loving it enough, you know? Yeah. I, I still think it looks really good, especially for when it was made. And yeah, I think the writing's great. I like the characters, but I just don't like all the, the running and gunning, to be honest. Um, so we'll have That's to see. Fair. I'm still going to give Rift Apart a go. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to bother finishing uh, the, the, what is it, 2017 mm-hmm. version, 2016, I think it's 2017. Um yeah, I might not. I might not play it to the end now, but uh, I'll give. Rift I think a I do agree with you. Said. I do get what you're saying. Like the story is really interesting, but I do like it is very much like you run into this room, you shoot this guy with a, this weapon or a different weapon, depending mm-hmm. on trying to level something up or not. So I do. Yeah, I do get what you're saying. Yeah, I think Rift Apart isn't going to change that very much for yeah, you. Yeah, from what hopefully, I've seen, like because it's going to be new, you mm-hmm. might kind of enjoy a bit more than one you know the story. Exactly, because like this one's not even. It's not surprising me that much. Mm-hmm. It is a bit different to the story. Yeah, of the first, there is but, a bit. Yeah, but it's, I still know roughly where things are going, so yeah. I don't even have that to kind of you know pull me along and say, yeah. well, at least you'll find out what happens next. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, maybe so. Point. What else have you been playing? Uh, but the other thing I played is a little bit more of Resident Evil Village. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I played that uh, through when it came out within mm-hmm. a few days. And as soon as I finished it, I wanted to play it again. But I knew that we would be streaming it and that I yeah. would mostly be in the hot seat. So I said, I'm not going to play it a second time on a on a personal run at home and also be playing it for a third time at the same time you know, at work and on mm-hmm. live stream. So um it, I thought, like, I'll, I'll hang fire until I've had a bit of a breather from it. But um, just going around sort of mopping things up and trying to get a few of the in-game uh, kind of achievement trophy things. I'm not a completionist. Everyone knows this. I don't go for platinums. But I just enjoyed that game that much that I just... You didn't mind too much. Just don't mind playing it again. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, there's quite a lot that I didn't do in my first play because I've, I've finished it once, but I haven't gone back to it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't, like, get all of the... I didn't do any of the food things, I don't think. Right, yeah. And I've got a couple of the, like, golden chests, but not mm-hmm. all of them that are around. But, yeah, I mean, it is, it is a good game. I enjoyed playing it. I think that... I don't know if I'll go back and bother finishing it because I'm not really... I don't like to play games again. I like to play them like one time and right. if I enjoy it, then I'll just be like, I've enjoyed it this one time and mm-hmm. I don't know if I quite fancy going back and playing through it all again. But at least Resident Evil Village isn't very long. No, either, it's not so. really. If you know what you're doing, you can actually do it within, yeah. you know, a, yeah. probably a, a couple of evenings if you really do some long sessions. Mm. So, yeah. So that's mostly what I've been playing this week. Yeah. We'll see next week whether I've played any Ratchet at all or whether I've finally given up on it. Yeah. I don't know. But do you think you'll just go straight to Rift Apart now? Or do you think you'll try and finish it? Um, I don't think I'll. I don't think I'll finish that game. But whether I stop playing that and immediately replace it with Rift Apart, or just have a little, you know, a bit more of a break, mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll just have to see. Um, Find out next week on the podcast. I yeah, guess. I mean that's worth tuning in for yeah. alone. I think. Will Peter Austin finally get to play? Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. It looks so good. It looks it very is good. pretty. It is a good game. All that ray tracing and stuff. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm I, definitely going to give it a try. Cool. Uh, time for question two, Ashley. Question two comes from Samuel Benson. Um, a nice, easy one that you've given me to read. I like that. But you've also given me a long one later on. But yeah. 
What is the hardest part of working in video game journalism? Mm. I think the hardest part is explaining to your grandparents what you do for a job. <laughs> That's actually, that is definitely the hardest part. I w I've thought of a couple of things, but... Um, that one didn't occur to me yeah. and that's actually top of the list it's obviously i've like recently started this job mm -hmm. so when i like posted that i've got this job my family were like what is it what is it that you do what exactly, exactly is your job and i was like oh, it's like on the internet like making videos and stuff and they were like oh is that a real job I was like yes yeah, it's a job that i get paid for it's a real job yeah <laughs> yes nan um, I mean, I guess at least if you were uh, or if we were video game journalists in the sense of working for somewhere like IGN, yeah. that is a bit more like a journalist. And you could say I'm a journal. You know, they, I think grandmas understand what journalists well, are. Well, that's why I say I was like, it's kind of like I just say that's like journalism. And they're it's like, like oh, journalism. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I get it. And I'm like, OK. I say for people who are v very old, like kind of 70s or 80s, mm -hmm. I say it's. It's like TV, but it's on, on the, the internet. internet. Yeah. Um, for people who are a bit younger, I, you know, I know that they know what YouTube is. So I say I'm, I do a, a gaming channel for YouTube. But when they ask, like, what exactly do you cover? Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily want to say to people that age that, like, we do actually play games, partly play games for a living, which is the stereotype that people say, oh, you play games for a living. That must be easy. It's not because that's mostly not what we actually do. I haven't played many games no. inside this job. <laughs> There's a lot of admin, a lot of recording, a lot of editing, a lot of just just social media management mm -hmm. and all sorts of, like just just looking after other people on the uh, on the team and stuff. But um but I don't even want to admit that there's even a, a fragment of it that involves me just sitting and playing games to people who are maybe sort of, let's say, boomers. Mm -hmm. I don't I want to use that term, but that kind of age group. Yeah. So with them, I, I tell them that it's just I cover video game news. I don't tell them that I play the games. Like I'm like, hey, oh, you know, if new games are coming out, we tell people like what they're, what they're like and when mm -hmm. it's coming out and stuff. Um, but uh, that's, that's a good one. I didn't think of that one. For me, it's that what was a hobby has become my job so that, you know, I don't think it's probably gone... I, I, unnoticed um that you know on what we play in sometimes i say oh yeah i played i played a little bit of that this week and that's kind of it mm. you know um i think ben still feels uh very much like when he goes home in the evening and, and plays games that he, he really enjoys it and that's great and you know i it i i wish i wish i felt that way too um but for me I find that when I've been, admittedly, as we said, not playing games all day, but at least just being around them, talking about them, doing voiceover recordings about them and, and all, all those sorts of things, it's sometimes it's the last thing I want to do. Yeah. And um, I think the wrestling guys have said the same uh, on occasion that like sometimes they don't want to go home and watch wrestling or think about wrestling yeah. because they do it all day. And, you know, that's a shame, but... On the other hand, if, if you turn it the other way around, if your hobby becomes a job, then at least during the working day, you're doing something that you do actually enjoy. Yeah. It's just that when you get yeah. home in the evening, you probably don't want to do much more of it. I so. think also with that as well, like things like for the podcast, I'm like, oh, I haven't played anything this week. I should yeah. probably spend some time playing something because I've got something to talk about. 
But even if I don't really want to play a game or I've just not got the time, I'm like, oh, I need to make the time to like yeah. spend a couple of hours or an hour or so just playing a game so that I can be like, have something to talk about. Definitely. There have been like a couple of weeks before where I've got to a sort of a, a Tuesday or a Wednesday and mm. thought, oh, my God, I've not played anything since, uh, mm -hmm. you know, since apart from my streams. Like, actually, I think earlier, way back uh, at the start of... Um, when we were doing this podcast, some of my what we playings would just be I streamed Tomby this week or whatever, yeah. and, and you know, and that was it. You know, and outside of that, I'd not done anything. So that's the thing you don't want it to be. You don't want something that used to be fun to become a bit of a chore yeah. or something that you have to tick off. But um, you know, as I say, on the other hand, your job is something that you enjoy, so that's a good thing. Um, but uh, the the other thing that I thought of was just keeping things fresh, like you know, trying to make sure that. The audience is entertained and the 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 bills are being paid effectively like yeah. there's a, a constant pressure there to make sure that the channel is performing and fortunately we've not really had any issues with that i mean we we keep an eye on individual shows and think maybe that's not performing as well as it should in terms of the work that we put into it but broadly speaking across the across the whole channel we've never really had a point where we're like oh god like we're not we're not making money or you know it's it's bad news but uh you know there's still a lot of micromanagement that you have to do to stop that ever happening mm -hmm. and and so far we've managed to do that but you know there is a constant pressure to think it's not as simple as i run a green grocers and people are always going to want to go going to want to buy apples yeah. you know it's like i run a youtube channel and people are always going to want to watch that kind of stuff on the internet but specifically what will they want to watch yeah. because i need to know that and identify it yeah. and make that content rather than just buy some apples from the wholesalers yeah um so th those are mine i don't know if you've got any more or um, if there's stuff about when because you you've worked in esports for a, yeah. for a bit as well haven't you yeah i mean it was not really like much kind of like planning side of esports i was just kind of turned up on the day and was like what right. do you want me what do you want me to do yeah um i think that like the last i've only obviously done this job for like a month now mm -hmm. um but i think one thing that i've noticed is it's kind of you have to be a bit more aware of like everything that's happening obviously there's like so yeah. much happening in video games at any one time like in a given week you've got maybe like six or seven things that like have happened and it's like if we don't know one of them Someone's going to be like, um, well, you didn't even know about this. So you got to be real even into video games. Yeah. And it's like, I get, you got to like keep up to date with a lot of it. But then even then when you're trying to, suddenly something else happens like just before and we're like, oh God. Yeah. Just before we no start recording idea. or just after we press yeah, stop yeah. and then the story breaks. Yeah. Or between recording the podcast and it being uploaded on Saturday, it's mm -hmm. like something's happened and we haven't talked about it. Um, but I think that's obviously one thing you've got to keep in track of. But in terms of like when we worked in esports, it was very much like not most of that was I just didn't know the game and I didn't yeah. really know what they were playing. Like things like esports and well, not esports, CS:GO and Rainbow Six stuff. I have no idea. It doesn't make sense to me, mm -hmm. and I have no idea what's going on. And they'd be like, "Oh, this game is gonna, this is gonna happen," and I'm like, "When, when will I know that happens? I need someone to tell me if that's happened because I will not know." Right. And there'd also be things like I would never know how long a game was gonna go on for. So it'd be like there's five or seven rounds or something and mm -hmm. I'd be like is it the end now and they're like no there's like four more rounds left and I'm like what yeah it's been going on for ages what's going on <laughs> and I'd be sat there like do I need to do something now or can I sit down for my I'd never knew what was going on mm -hmm. but I think that's the thing as well is like if you haven't if you don't know everything about every game you kind of just have to wing it because yeah some games are so niche well they're not niche but unless you know how to play them they're kind of like a world apart from like what you're actually 
used to doing. Yeah, so definitely. So it's hard to sort of be feel like you have to have a knowledge of lots of things when lots of things are very different from each other. Yeah. Um. So yeah. That's the thing about us being in like the kind of middle ground as well. Of you know we're not. We're not IGN, we're not GameSpot or Kotaku, where mm. that is like a video gaming news outlet and they, they have to be like on the button. In fact, they sometimes they're breaking the stories, you know. Yeah. But people, some people see us as though we are almost kind of in that sphere. And therefore, if there are any gaps in our knowledge or if we do just miss something or just don't bother covering something, that can come across like... Oh, you know, you know, like a, like a failing of some kind. Yeah. Like, oh, you, why didn't you do that? Or, you know, why didn't you know about that? And, you know, I think it's important to, for, for us and for the audience to know exactly where we consider ourselves to be placed on that, like, ladder. Because, yeah, we're not just, like, someone in their bedroom on YouTube playing just, like, a couple of games that they like and, like, mm. not bothering with anything else. But equally, we're not, like... A, a big like full-time news channel exactly yeah so we you know it i guess that's another difficult thing about working in as it's in quotes in the question video games journalism journalism is mm -hmm. that are we are we not yes we are in some senses like we cover e3 and yeah you know we do news in this podcast but in other ways we're, we're something less than that um if anything the cultaholic lads are more journalists yeah than exactly because they do like daily sometimes twice daily news stories mm -hmm. and things that are happening every day yeah whereas obviously a lot of our content is things that have happened or things that are already exist that we're yeah. talking about apart from obviously like the podcast and sometimes when we mention it during streams and stuff but mm -hmm. or yeah. we're just playing worst games ever or like wearing a stupid mm -hmm. hat yeah with purple and gold on it yeah um you know which or is... cooking something horrible in the kitchen exactly and... so that's the thing like we're kind of straddling a couple kind of on the fence really yeah. and that can actually be a, a difficult thing in terms of like managing expectations i guess yeah video but. game journalism but make it fun yeah 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 i guess so hopefully hopefully it's sprinkle it's in some chaos mm. and then, yeah, yeah it'll be fine <laughs> well i mean one way you can make it fun i think journalism mm -hmm. is by covering strange things things that are a bit peculiar possibly mm -hmm. yes um things that are perhaps you might call it weird news planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. It's weird news time. We found some weird news on the internet, possibly sent by you. Uh, we put posts out on Twitter and Facebook every week and you can submit your weird news that you find on the internet about video games and we might read them out on the podcast. Mm-hmm. I haven't done that this week. I just found my own weird news. But have you received a weird news from a fan or follower? I found my own weird news too. Okay, so we're really sorry if you submitted weird news this week. We went rogue. Ben's not here, so we went rogue. I mean, actually... I didn't, I mean, so I just saw this story. So I've had that as my weird news for, for a while. Look at the way I'm typing into my phone. Like, <laughs> what a granddad using my index finger. I've this never done that finger. before. I suddenly like saw myself. I was like, wow. Hi, I'm Is this your channel old. on the internet? Yeah. Um, what Triple I was about to say jump. was I brought a story that I've, I just saw. So that was mine. But um, I've not checked the weird news post to see whether it was submitted. It wasn't. So that's fine. Okay. Um, I wouldn't want to not, you know, credit Name someone you. who yeah. did submit it. But mine is from Kotaku.com. Of course. Um, it's written by Ian Walker. Mm. Um, and Ian says, Dead by Daylight patch fixes Pyramid, pyramid Head's ass. <laughs> okay. Good. A uh, little subtitle. I don't think Silent Hill's quite ready for this jelly. The latest update to multiplayer horror game Dead by Daylight fixed a lot of bugs, but the most important change has to do with Pyramid Head and his luscious booty. Booty luscious. Booty booty luscious. Booty luscious. Uh, Dead by Daylight introduced its Silent Hill crossover last summer, featuring Silent Hill 3 protagonist Heather Mason and enduring franchise icon Pyramid Head as playable characters. Almost immediately... Fans uh, fans latched on to what appeared to be a sizable upgrade to the helmeted monster's butt, which in this day and age was enough to send social media into a thirsty spiral. Oh my god. Oh. Is there a picture? There's not actually. Should There's I a Google? picture at the top, which to me doesn't look like he's got any kind of no big cake. big booty going no, on. Oh yeah, there's no cake in there. I mean, I'm not I'll shaming him, I'm just saying it doesn't look... He's not... Maybe he's been working out. He got mm. one of those BBLs. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, when Pyramid Head was finally added to Dead by Daylight, however, players weren't impressed. Here's a quote. Where's the ass from the promotional shots? They asked. <laughs> uh, demand for more bootylicious Pyramid Head got so loud that developer Behavior Interactive actually addressed the community's concerns, telling Polygon in June 2020 that it had made no changes to the killer's rear end. So this has got this picture looks like he's got a bit more cushion. Oh for the yeah, cushion. okay. That's there's also this one where like he looks like he's dancing. He does, but it's gotta be that first one Boot, you saw. The bootylicious. Yeah. So uh easy for you to find on Google if you're watching or listening at home. Or I mean <laughs> I don't know if you can see. Yeah, you can see <laughs> that's there. his bum there. That's his bum there. If you're watching on YouTube. If you Google, I Googled Dead by Daylight Pyramid Head Butt. And right. that came up like okay. the fourth picture down. Make sure so. you've got Safe Search switched on for that one. Because yeah. goodness knows. Oh my gosh. Actually, look at this one. This one's a good one as well. Oh, We've got wow. a slide profile. 
Yeah, I mean, oh, I don't know, wow. I don't know how I feel about that. A thirsty frenzy over here at Triple Jump mm -hmm. as well, apparently. Yeah. I'm just glad that this this table is so high. That's all. <laughs> Although there were still ass truthers out there, so this is people saying. So sorry to refresh while you were googling. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's okay. Um, that the developer said to Polygon in June 2020 that they they hadn't touched as it they were they hadn't touched, touched the Pyramid Head's ass. Right. It, it like you know it's the same as always mm -hmm. so the article continues although there were still ass truthers out there this seemed to placate fans for a while that is until yesterday's patch notes included among the long list of changes applied in the most recent update was a bug fix destined to set the dead by daylight player base on fire quote fixed an issue that caused the executioner's rear to be too flat <laughs> um Imagine that, like, getting that memo in the morning, like, Pyramid Head's ass needs to be bigger. Yeah. Work on that today, please. <laughs> Next update, important. And they're like, okay, mm -hmm. just do some coding Fine. to make the booty bigger. What did you do today at work, honey? Oh, well, I had a really hard day uh, for a lot of reasons, but one main one was because uh, I had to make Pyramid Head's ass more voluptuous less flat less flat we've had a lot of complaints more juicy on the booty yeah. because apparently the fans are thirsty and they wanted that mm -hmm. nice pyramid head part yeah of all the butts you could want in gaming it's the one that's like probably got blood all over it yeah and not his blood probably either. a bit stinky as well yeah probably is um the executioner for those out of the loop is dead by daylight's name for pyramid head this single line in the patch notes caught many off guard. Were the, were the developers finally admitting that something happened to Pyramid Head's butt? Well, yes and no. There's a quote here. I stand by my statement. Pyramid Head's behind was never nerfed. Behavior Interactive, uh, Behavior Interactive's Marie Claude Bernard told Kotaku via email. The concept of nerfing an ass. Nerf. Like, Nerf the ass is ass. too big. It needs nerfing. Ass is OP. <laughs> Um, that said, we recently found a bug on the corrupted outfit. The cloth covering the executioner had clipping issues, which made his butt, well, completely flat. We fixed it, and it will be pushed live in our next update on Tuesday. So there you have it. In wow. certain situations, Pyramid Head's butt may have appeared to be less juicy than intended. Of course, Behavior Interactive also knows that beauty is in the eye of the beholder. An entry into the known issues section of the patch notes reads, The executioner's rear may, may still be too flat. A tacit acknowledgement of the reality that you're never going to please everyone. In any case, here's hoping this bug fix is enough to finally put this ass to bed. Wow, what a journey. I think we'd all like to take that ass to bed. That would have been a good ending. It would have. Kataki. Yeah. Um, Ian needs to learn more from Luke and then, you know. Perhaps. Maybe he'll be the next Luke Plunkett. Maybe he'll be trending on Twitter. Yeah, apparently Luke Plunkett's leaving. I don't know. I don't have a primary source for this, but I've I, yeah, I saw it, it on the, the uh, comments of last week's podcast and then I saw it on Twitter, but I couldn't find the tweet that I'd found that said that he was leaving Luke, Kataki. don't go. Where are we going to get our... Don't go. Someone, someone was from? like, oh, hopefully he joins Triple Jump. <laughs> yeah. He lives in Australia, guys. He's Luke, Australian. if you want a job just like gathering news Yeah, just come over. Podcast, yeah. Just get in touch. Probably make absolute bank over at Kotaku, but we can pay you in cuddles and love. Yeah. And that's what's important, isn't it? It is. Um, I have some news also. Give me some weird news, Ashton. I actually found this when I was on the train yesterday. Well, I found the thing that we're talking about and I downloaded it and I'll tell you what about it. You downloaded it? Yeah, what so is this? This article comes from Tora Northman at High Snobiety. 
where? Oh, that's high, the name of the high snobiety. Is right, I the thought name you meant of... at. That was like no. their their no, Twitter handle. No, no, handle. no. That's the the uh, website. Oh, okay. Uh, Louis Vuitton. <laughs> Louis Vuitton. <laughs> Louis Vuitton. Uh, Louis Vuitton's new game is better than Fortnite. Is right. The headline. Uh, Louis Vuitton is currently celebrating 200 years, and this is Louis Vuitton as in the fashion yeah. brand with the red bottom Louis Vuitton, mm-hmm. out, you know, shoes. Um, is currently celebrating 200 years and is paying homage to its founder through a handful of Louis initiate. Initiatives. initiatives that's the word i couldn't remember how to say that word initiatives initiatives including a collection of louis vuitton trunks as well as an adventure-based game that we really need to talk about dubbed louis the game the phone app follows our protagonist vivian through six different worlds where she needs to collect 200 candles to commemorate the birthday of louis louis vuitton okay but this game isn't the like most fashion games it is made it is major, complex, and it is addictive. I have downloaded this game. I downloaded it while I was on the train yesterday uh, because I was like, oh, so I have to download this. Mm-hmm. I have to try it out. It is not major. It is not complex, and it is not addictive. Right. I don't know if this person's just never played a video game before. It's just you run around and you collect candles and... You occasionally have to jump and do a puzzle, basically. Are you dressed in Louis Vuitton? No, you look like this. Oh, what on earth? Yeah, that well, that's the Louis Vuitton logo. Yeah. Uh, and but mine's just as a spaceman on my phone because okay. there's the different like skins. And it's stuff like a like really, that. really off-brand sack boy. Oh, that's what mine looks like, spaceman. Oh, okay. Spaceman. Yeah, like a little yeah, it's off-brand sack boy. Mm. Um, or I should say high fashion sack boy. High fashion sack. Yeah. yeah. What am I talking about? Most of us have spent the past ten years with a phone glued to our hand, initially playing games like Temple Run, Subway Surfers, Angry Birds, and so on. But since social media really blew up, there's been there hasn't been a phone game to capture our attention in the same way. Clearly, never played Project but, Makeover. But, but now, but now, or at least not for me. Oh, this is just Tora's opinion. She's never played a mobile game that she's enjoyed. Right. When Louis Vuitton revealed its new venture, most of us probably thought it would be a short and easy activity that only took minutes to complete. But the label has built an entire world and a story to explore that is certainly worth exploring. Once you enter Louis the game, you embark on the adventure that is reminiscent of The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. It's not. I don't want to like... It's not like this. It's just a really low quality adventure game it ran like absolute crap on my phone it did not run well legend of zelda tora the last thing i want to do right i don't want to venture anywhere near gatekeeping territory right but it it sounds to me like tora maybe doesn't play that many games (laughs) and she played flappy bird and then she heard that there was this Louis Vuitton game coming out. Yeah. Or maybe she was told, like, we need to do an article about and this. To play it. And she she thinks it's really she good. Up some games. But maybe maybe doesn't have like a lot of points of reference as to like yeah, what is how it? yeah, what it is yeah. and isn't, you know? Yeah. And um, I, well, she if she wants to play the game, she can play it. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. But sorry, continue. So she says, it's reminiscent of The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Mm. And you're able to run around, jump and collect items along the way. Whoa. <laughs> you're also able to customize your character with different Louis Vuitton monogram prints and colorways. And you're able to learn about LV's history throughout by collecting postcards and other memorabilia. My character is currently sporting the Palm Springs mini backpack and her flower head features petals in brown, orange and black colors inspired by Louis Vuitton prints. Most notably, though, there are the 30 embedded 
NFTs you can find throughout the game designed by artist Beeple. Each NFT is a collective that can only a collectible that can only be found through playing the game and cannot be sold. Luxury brands are beginning to explore the world of cryptocurrency, with Burberry launching its first NFT and brands like Balenciaga and Gucci also exploring the tech world through games and other virtual activations. Right. Having spent the lot the past 24 hours collecting candles and living the game. Non-stop. This poor woman has More had to coffee. play this game for 24 <laughs> hours. No wonder she's confused. Gosh. Um, it is obvious that Louis Vuitton is venturing way beyond fashion, is paying homage to its founder by depicting its, his journey to building the now global luxury fashion house. That was a long sentence. Mm. The game is also a way for LV to tap into the younger audience, the Gen Z consumers that are hard to impress by creating a challenge that everyone can be part of without having to purchase anything. It is, way, it is a way to be part of the Louis Vuitton universe as well as your perfect opportunity for the brand to introduce itself to new consumers. The Louis Vuitton Here's universe. Yeah, <laughs> the LVC. You. Yeah. Um, here's a little tip to Louis Vuitton. If you want Gen Z to buy your product, make them less expensive. We've not got any money. Mm. We're poor. Um, if you're looking to play Louis the game, it can be downloaded on Apple, Android, and Google devices. You can also join in the celebration on the website. Do you want to have a look at this game? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't think we've ever done this before on a podcast that we've actually saw, got the app downloaded. Well, I saw it on Twitter and I was like, I mean... Unreal Engine? Yes, an Unreal Engine game. Uh, Breath of the Wilds, obviously. If you didn't like Breath of the Wilds, you might not like this game. Louis the Game. There's a time trial mode as well. Oh, fantastic. Um, but it's like, obviously, it's on a phone, so it's all like... Hello? It's official. The game is broken. <laughs> Let me open it. Okay, it's done it now. Um, yeah, you just kind of wander around and... Okay, it was crashed. Louis the game isn't responding. <laughs> isn't Close it? app. Close app. Um, but yeah, it's fine. I played like the first level and it was running like trash, so I turned it off. Um, I got an achievement. That's making me log into my phone now. Okay. Louis the game. I want to show the spaceman. Come on. It doesn't work. Fantastic. <laughs> it doesn't work. Well, I, th I think with that... Oh, man. That should be immediately deleted from your phone and never... I mean, if Ben Potter gets wind that you... <laughs> it's it's absolutely raging. ...got a Louis Vuitton app on your phone, he will be livid. It's the only thing of Louis Vuitton I've ever even owned. Oh, it's working. Oh. Oh. I see your spaceman. Yeah, this is my spaceman. This is the... Breath of the Wilds, eat her out. Look how it does not work. And oh, there's little guys running around. Jump Do you want to hold that up for the camera? Um, Can you see it? Not not really. It's probably not. If I used to green record, I'll send it to James and he could possibly put it in the podcast. Maybe so, yeah. You. That's a good idea. Um, um, but uh, so... So Louis Vuitton made a game. Louis so, Vuitton made a game, and it ex definitely exists. And well, it's Breath of the Wilds. You hopefully, be able to put a little snippet of it in the podcast. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you're listening in audio form, go check it out on YouTube. Yeah, or uh, just do a little Google, or maybe head to Ashton's social media where maybe she'll. she'll... Maybe I'll put. I'll 
posted another video of me playing the game. A little picture of your snow, not snowman. Space maybe if man. I like tweet them, maybe they'll send me like some free Louis Vuitton stuff. <laughs> maybe. I highly doubt it. Me too. Um, anyway, next question. It's time for question three. Uh, this is from Harold Bob at Hawking. That's a name I've not seen in a little while. Um, but maybe maybe you're there, and I'm just I'm not paying attention. But I hope you're doing well, Harold Bob at Hawking. Um, Hello, people off of the internet. I'm wondering if you've ever felt painfully under-rewarded by a game. I myself have completed everything in Crash 4, except for five of the time trials, and the difficulty jump feels like an insult, especially considering I'm clearly very good at the game itself. I mean, how Bob Hawking, I think you might be the only person on the planet who has completed most of Crash 4, because that game is ridiculous. And I... Uh, although, as I said earlier in the podcast, I'm not a platinum hunter. I incidentally just got all the platinums in the Spire Reignited trilogy, and I think at least one of the Insane trilogy games as well, just because I like those games so much. Mm. And as I was playing through Crash Four, uh, you know, I got like halfway through the game, and I was thinking, I wonder if I'll end up like just sort of platinuming this just because, you know, because I want to just do everything. No, 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 absolutely not. I've only done like two time trials on that game and I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like it's really hard. Yeah. Um, it's way harder than the than the last, uh, than the older games because in the time trials, um, uh, originally in like the, the old Crash games, some of the boxes turn into like numbered boxes. So if you spin them- You can them, make it get more time. Yeah, like pauses the clock. And, but in Crash 4, you still do that. But also a couple of them just turn into like TNTs when they didn't used to be TNTs. So it actually right. makes it harder. Um, I, I believe that's right. It's been a while since I tried to do a time trial on that game, but I'm, I'm reasonably sure that's accurate. But uh, anyway, that's just a little rant I had there. Wow. <laughs> Don't mention Crash 4 to me. Um, but the one that uh, everyone will know about already from me is the ending, um, both the regular ending and the special a hundred and whatever percent ending to Haven Call of the King, which is the um, third person kind of sci-fi RPG. Well, it's not really an RPG, but action adventure game that I played uh, on stream. Um, Ashton, you might not be aware of it, but it's you, you play as this boy. It's a PS2 game mm -hmm. and uh, you like save your friend and there's like a baddie and stuff. Sounds great. I've really explained it very yeah, well. Yeah, it sounds there. like every game. Doesn't it? Every game. <laughs> Um, and the way the game ends, for your benefit and anyone who hasn't heard me talk about this, is that um, you get you you like go down and confront the the baddie, and you're trying to save the king of the of the galaxy so that he can like go and rule over mm -hmm. everyone and, and it can all be happy. He's like a King Arthur kind of figure, um, and you have this quick time event fight with the big evil bad guy. And when you complete that, it runs this cutscene for the, the end of the game. And in that cutscene, he overpowers you. You get chained to a rock and the king gets chained to a rock next to you and he's already dead. Right. Um, and then the camera just pans out to the planet in space and then the credits roll. And that's it. And the guy, right. the villain even says to you, I think it's even first person perspective. He looks down the lens and says, all that effort for nothing. And, uh, and that's it. And you're like, oh, right, okay. Um, and then <laughs> I then found out that if you do a load of really hard stuff, like stupidly difficult stuff, there's like a special post credits thing that you can get. Right, so it's like yeah. oh, that'll be that'll be when we the see what happens. Ending. The true ending. No, 
No, no, it's not. All it does is like show it like it's like orbiting around this like city on a planet that you've not yet visited. And it says, this is the golden city of Aureus. Um, it may it might feature in our next game. Email us at right. someone at travelerstales.com to suggest what should happen in our next game. And that was it. Like they were hoping it would be a trilogy and everyone would be really hyped for the second one to find out how he got off the rock. But right. it didn't happen. No one ever... No, well, it didn't make enough money, so it, it got cancelled. Staying on that rock forever. So he's still there. He's still, still there to this day. Still on that rock. So that, I mean, the audience have heard me moan about that before, but that <laughs> absolutely drove me to, to almost madness. Um, but another game I've mentioned before, but not in this context, I don't think, is Tekken 6. I'm a big Tekken fan, but mm-hmm. Tekken 6 really, like, turned me off for a little while. Um partly because the the boss was so stupidly difficult. But right, yeah. as much as anything else, because when you launch the game, all of the characters are unlocked already. And for me, the whole reason I used to do arcade runs of Tekken with like different characters is to unlock a new fighter. Right. And it's really exciting when you've like completed a run again and you're like, oh, I'm going to quickly go to the character selection when you see who I've got. Oh, oh, look, it's that person that I recognize. Or, oh, it's not. It's like a new character. Mm. That was like always the biggest part of Tekken for me, even replaying old Tekken games. Um, and, you know, I already know all those characters because I've 100% them before. But seeing like, oh, now I've unlocked that guy who I really like, you know, that was always a really great thing. You launch Tekken 6 for the first time. Correct me if I'm wrong, chat, but I believe this is this is true. They're all they're all there already. And it's like, what What's the point? What's the point? Like yeah. I guess I can unlock their, you know, everyone has a little story ending and stuff, but like, nah, like for me the the, the dopamine rush is like, who have I unlocked? You know, how yeah. exciting. So that was a, a big letdown for me. Uh what about you? What about unrewarding games? Um, I think I've talked about it a couple of weeks ago. Mm. A Plague's Tale. Oh yeah. Is like I really enjoyed it, and then I didn't enjoy it anymore. And I was oh. like, "This that the ending of it is just so rubbish. Mm-hmm. Makes sure, like you don't want to play it anymore." Um, games that I think that possibly what bothers me about when I feel un, un, under rewarded is when games like don't respect how much time that I have to put into them. Mm-hmm. Alien Isolation is a really really good game. It's just so long mm-hmm. and it's so unnecessarily long. Like it feels like it finishes like three times until it actually finishes. It's like Return of the King. Yeah, basically. Like every time you think, oh, well, we've killed the alien, a new one appears or a different one. It was the same one just, just back. And it's like, okay, we're, we're still going. Mm-hmm. And I remember just being like, this game, this needs to end. Like I really yeah. enjoyed it, but it's like, I don't care. Like I'm over it now. Yeah. The aliens have full permission to take over the spaceship at this yeah, point. Yeah, I, I, I don't, don't care. Um, also, a game that I really, really was interested in playing, and there's two of them, is the Ori games. The Ori um, oh, yeah. and the Will of the Wisps and the second one. I can't remember what the name of that one is called. Yeah. Um, and I really wanted to play that. So the, I played the Blind Forest, the something yeah, forest. The, yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I really wanted to play that game. So I spent like, a, I think I did, I streamed it and I played it for like a couple of hours. And it starts off relatively easy and suddenly gets really hard. Mm. Like, like. I can't, doesn't they dick rippingly hard? Whoa. Um, <laughs> oh my <laughs> God. Um, I was trying to think of another term, but I couldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, I, I'm not having fun. I'm just dying over and over again. It just looks nice when it's happening. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I couldn't get past a certain area because it was just like impossibly trying to jump off things without getting murdered, but inevitably ending up 
dead every time anyway. Yeah. Um, also, a game that really, really bothers me because I really enjoy it when I'm playing it, but sometimes I'm like, I'm not going to play this for another couple of months. Destiny 2. Oh, yeah. I really like playing Destiny 2, um, but I find that sometimes it just doesn't care if you're playing it or not. Something right. will happen. Like, um, when you start, obviously you have to play like the first campaign mission, but because of how long the game's been active, that there's a lot that you can do after you've finished that mission and it's quite hard to kind of find your feet. Mm-hmm. But recently they did like a live event. I don't know if you knew about this, where they tried out to do a live event so that everyone was like meant to be on the tower at a certain time on a certain day and an event would happen. Right. The event took about an hour and a half and all it was at first was just like things falling from the sky but it was so slow and we sat there for ages being like we know as soon as we leave it's something's gonna happen so right we just sat there yeah. in the tower just watching this happen and it took so long and there were so many tweets being like is it happening Are we is it is happening this it? <laughs> and this one guy who's like big in the community was like it is happening it's just slow and we were like good so it took ages for it basically just to like crash and that something exploded and it was basically the end of the season. Mm. And then they did this thing where they, to make room for the new stuff they were adding in, they were getting rid of three planets that you could visit. Okay. But rather than doing that in like a big dramatic cutscene, they just got rid of them. Right. And all that was was like a bit of text from like the character that was on this, because obviously on each planet there's like a character Mm -hmm. that you can go to to get like the bounties and story missions and stuff and they just like was a bit of text about how they'd all basically died because the planets had just gone and we were like poochie died on his way back to his home yeah (laughs) yeah yeah um and it was like okay good we've not played it for a week and we've missed the whole fact that these planets have just gone now um and that kind of feels a bit like a kick in the teeth. Mm-hmm. Like you don't even get like a story mission to set, like show it happening. Yeah. You just get like a bit of text. Oh man. Because you didn't play at this specific time where something was happening or you didn't play during the week of the event. So therefore you never get to see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. And that sucks. Yeah. Just a little ranty bit there from us. So that was games that annoy us and yeah, why and they annoyed us. In various ways. <laughs> yeah. When you talk of Destiny, that reminds me actually of uh, probably a, an answer that a lot of people might give for this question, which would be the uh, the ending or lack of ending to Halo 2, mm-hmm. which is, I don't know if you're aware of that uh, ending. You have done all this, you know, dramatic stuff and things are happening. And then the aliens arrive at Earth and they're going to attack the Earth. And um, the Master Chief... Is like on the radio with like the, the the field marshal, whoever the head of the army is, the guy. And uh, the guy says to him, Master Chief, do you mind telling me what the hell you're doing on that ship or something? And the chief says, sir, finishing this fight. And you're like, final level, here we go. And then the credits run and that's oh. it. You think he's going to like go down there and like destroy everyone. Smash and like, up. yeah, like I'm going to finish the fight. But no, like Halo 3, the whole tagline for that, game was finish the fight so they were trying to like set you up but it really feels like it's it's just coming to its climax but then it ends yeah so i guess it's more than anything else it's probably just a pacing issue like they should have made it more obvious that this is the last level by the way just so you know we're we're doing the last level here yeah um so yeah that's another one i think that probably a lot of people were a bit you know underwhelmed by Mm -hmm. well it's time for that thing we do every week Mm -hmm. it's huge it's massive 
It's the big discussion. Oh, it's a big discussion. It's big discussion time. It's time for the big discussion. And this week's big discussion comes from John O'Charles Davey. We know mm. that name. You've been here before, my friend. Mm. Um, hello, Ashton and Peter and not Ben, apparently. So recently I decided to... Uh, decided I really needed to put down Streets of Rage 4 for a bit and only play Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy sparingly as I find video games can impact my move quite negatively depending on stress. I was looking for a game for games to buy on Steam and decided to look through Discovery Queue only to find completely unrelated indie titles and uncensored 3D dating simulators. Oh. Googling games similar to ones I already like such as Spyro Reignited yielded much better results. So, how do you prefer to... How you two prefer seeking for new video games to play do you agree that steam discovery queue sucks and can ashton say oh yeah here we go question time she just did just did it there you go oh yeah here we go question time so Uh, steam discovery queue and finding games how do what think i mean i use steam uh, yeah. It says, "Well, we got this question today because uh, B Poots is not <laughs> not a big um, PC no. gamer. I mean, I'm not either, but I do occasionally play play stuff on Steam. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've not really used the Discovery queue that much, partly because I've heard that it's trash and that you just get you know recommended absolutely rubbish, rubbish, absolutely rubbish. But um, in fact, um, James, James Jenkins." Gets sent a copy of the um, the stream running order. Uh, sorry, the podcast running order um, before we go and record it, just so he can he can get prepped and stuff with the edit. Mm-hmm. And I heard him just sort of say to himself under his breath when I sent that over. He was like, "Oh yeah, Steam Steam Discovery Q is kind of rubbish, isn't it? Like just you know, he yeah. saw the question and was like, yeah. So I think he he would also agree. Um, but you know, broadly speaking, just in terms of how I um, would would get recommended new games i mean things have changed a lot like from you know maybe 10 15 years ago i used to obviously i used to play demo discs and that was always a big Mm -hmm. thing like oh i played a little snippet of that game it looks really good i'll buy the full version um i was never subscribed to a gaming magazine but occasionally if i was like in a shop with my parents and they said like oh yeah you can get a magazine or if i was going on like a plane or something yeah um that would be what i i would typically buy and you know i used to find those really interesting um and uh you know i always used to i i also used to just kind of browse in a shop in a physical mm-hmm. game store just see what's on the shelf particularly with pc games as well like i used to go into game and go to the pc section because there was just so much variety there you know they had like years and years worth of decent pc mm-hmm. physical games and i just don't do that anymore i don't buy physical games very often um and even if i did you know uh we're fortunate that um we get a lot of this stuff through the company so typically if we need a game buying uh i'll just speak to adam and say we need to cover this game please can we have a copy and he'll just you know get it sorted so i'm not going down to my local game outlet anymore and just seeing stuff on the shelves um so nowadays it's more just a case of seeing trailers at e3 and stuff like that and just on youtube and maybe Mm -hmm. as ads like pushed to me um and i guess chatting to friends as well and just you know them saying this is what i've played uh it's a lot of fun i would recommend it but yeah things things are a lot different um but uh do you use much steam yeah i do i do use it quite a lot um at home specifically Mm. Uh, i 
because I was curious about what was in the discovery queue before we were recording this I went to have a look and most of the games were just kind of like things I was I wasn't really interested in there was one saucy game in there oh yeah that I quickly clicked through in case anyone looked over my shoulder at work <laughs> and just saw this like boobies and I was like nothing nothing um yeah, I mean, I don't really use a discovery queue. I like the Steam, like, when you open Steam, that pop-up comes up and mm. it's like a, a couple of games that are like, I don't know if it's the featured games featured or like or highlight yeah. stuff. Yeah, That's quite good. I found a couple of games from there. I don't mind indie titles so much when they like pop up on my discovery queue. Sometimes they kind of look interesting and they're up my alley, but most of the time they're not. But they mm. might be someone's thing that they yeah. like to do. Um, I'm a bit of a sucker for like marketing like i'm really easily marketed to right um because things will get stuck in my brain i'm like i need to find that like right now death loop has been marketed to me loads on like youtube and stuff so much that i've got the death loop song stuck in my head mm -hmm. that they've got on like all the trailers and stuff um but i quite for finding new games i see what like people are playing on twitch or my friends are playing like like we were saying word of mouth kind of thing yeah um but i also i quite like Looking on things like PlayStation Plus is obviously good. Every yeah, month gives us a couple of games to play that kind of I probably wouldn't pick up normally. Mm. I haven't picked up any of the ones them this month, I don't think. But last month I played Plague Tale and I wouldn't have played that if it hadn't gone PlayStation Plus. Yeah. But Xbox Game Pass is quite good for finding games to play as well. There's so many games on Xbox Game Pass and you haven't got to pay for it outside of like your subscription. Mm. Um, and there's like good suggested games that you pick. There's also like a thing on there where you can ask it to pick you a game and it'll randomly shuffle through the games and be like would you like to play this game and if you don't want to play it just reshuffle it again which is quite good um i think that's one of the best things about game pass is it's quite easy to navigate in terms of like what kind of game you want to play if you're in the mood for like an action adventure game there's not unlike steam thousands and thousands and thousands yeah, that's, of games that's an issue with steam is there's yeah. that many it can, it can feel really overwhelming. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think most of the time I just look to see like what's on the home screen of Xbox or like I find now if I've been talking about a game on a list when I'm recording it where I don't know the game, I'm intrigued by it. And if it looks like mm. something I will play, I'll play that. But that's obviously quite niche because not everyone does this job. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that a lot of the time it's just seeing what other people are playing and hearing their feedback. There is a lot of companies are starting to do more like alpha and beta testing on like people can get copy alpha copies of games and stuff which is quite interesting because it's kind of like a demo really cause yeah true i know that a lot of people had um the back for blood beta or alpha that they released um the last couple of weeks that finished i think two days ago mm. um and i had my friend was like i had got it and here's my here's my detailed feedback of what the game was like right and he said it's like left for dead but with less of personality apparently is what he he thought about it um which I think is a good thing because it is a kind of like a demo disc, if not quite. Well, like Valheim is really popular and that's still technically work in progress. Yeah, and it's yeah, not like still officially, beta, yeah. yeah. Um, and wow. I remember Minecraft being, I started playing Minecraft when that was still just being developed. Mm. And, you know, that's another one where because of that and the be, it, it being released at that stage, you know, loads of people playing it on YouTube and uh look at it now you yeah know, um, maybe it still would have been just as successful if they just released it as as a finished product but who's to yeah. say yeah and i quite like going to places like cex and seeing what yeah. games they've got kind of about i mean nowadays most of the games at cex aren't that much cheaper than if you just get them mm. like fresh 
Um, my partner likes to go on eBay and buy random games. So those sometimes turn up and I'm like, oh, I guess I'll try this, I guess. Yeah. It's like, oh, a new Switch game appeared. And I'm like, I think this week Nino Cooney arrived. Oh, yeah. And he was like, I have no interest in playing this game, but I won it on eBay. And I was like, good. I guess we have it now. <laughs> good financial decisions. Brilliant. Thanks, I, Well, Ryan. I won that. So I'm that, yeah. Yeah. Who cares? Um, I won it. I'm not going to play it. But yeah. But we've got victory. it. So if you want to play it. <laughs> we have it like it um but yeah i think a lot of the time it's just i kind of just totter about on all of this platforms until i find something that i want to play mm -hmm. um or then i just play the same thing i've been playing before it's yeah quite difficult. it did make me wonder i was i was debating whether to even go into this as part of the question because i can't confirm or deny that this is how it works but i think it's interesting that um something like netflix where you're already paying for your subscription mm -hmm. i find that that is okay at like recommending stuff to me i mean i think like i've got quite niche interests so they'll recommend stuff to me that i can see where they where they yeah. got it from like mm -hmm. you like this so you might like this and you know i might not actually like it but i can understand the reasoning um and you know the thing is you're you're paying just a flat fee for your netflix so it, yeah they don't have to worry about pushing certain things to you because it's they're not going to benefit more or less financially as long as you're still happy with the service broadly um that you know it doesn't doesn't matter to them whereas with steam you know i do wonder whether like the the price of the of the actual item and the price of the game factors mm. into how they recommend these things to you yeah are they pushing things to you that they think like we could make some money on that either because it's it's expensive and you might buy it um or maybe it's like a bit cheaper and so you'll be more likely to buy it yeah. and like if that factors into it that's a little bit more i don't want to say sinister it's not sinister but it's it's less like they're not just basing these recommendations on whether or not you will like it. Whereas something like Game Pass, again, they don't mind whether you play that game or that game as long as you just keep having Game Pass. Yeah. So yeah. that would be in their interest, again, to actually recommend something to you that you're really going to like, not just something that you might like and you yeah. might buy and then we'll make some money on it. So like we'll we'll push that and hopefully they'll go for it. You yeah. Know? So I do wonder whether that... That's that, a good point, actually. Yeah. Like goes into these recommendations as well, like just the a more economical or you know just a, a money related reason for yeah i think steam definitely doesn't have the same kind of aspect of like we know that you like this game and this game so we think you'd like this game mm -hmm. because i mean there is like sometimes like related things on some of the pages but most of the time there isn't it's normally just like the game page itself but i think steam specifically would benefit from that because like there is just so many games on steam yeah and if you don't know specifically what you're looking for it can be really hard to find like i over uh, halloween last year i was looking for like some scary games to play mm -hmm. and i just went on the horror section and it was just like lists and lists of really crappy yeah scary games that were just badly made to find like the occasional good one my first unity project yeah 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 it's like scary lady in the hallway. And mm -hmm. it's like, oh, well, I'm not interested. Yeah. But like, I think Steam would benefit from, I mean, they have like the for you section, but I don't ever really see anything on there that is massively interesting to me. Yeah. It's just like, here's a bunch of games. Do you mm -hmm. want to play any of them? Nope. Okay. Yeah. See you have later. to wonder exactly what affects that recommendation. Yeah. Uh, you know, algorithm or whatever, mm. whatever you want to call it. So, um, but as I say, we can't say for sure whether or not that, that you know, they factor in. Ooh, hey, is it a cash grab? Yeah. Ooh, probably. But maybe they do. But maybe not. Uh, yeah, I don't know. 
So uh, there we go. Let us know, of course, in the comments below. Where uh, do you find your games? Or on social media where you find your games. Yeah. yeah. And anything else we've discussed today, if you want to have a little chit chat about that, do get in touch with us. Mm. There's various ways you can get in touch with us, actually. Yeah. I'm going to do this bit. And, and you've highlighted an extra bit for me, which is exciting. I have. We need to share Ben's bit, you see. Yeah, so that's true. I forgot. We're both doing our usual. We should just like then... not say Ben's bit and then <laughs> wait, wait, like, just get him to call us and be like, can you just say all your bits? Yeah, we, sh we could do actually. Phone ben up. Um, I know you're on holiday Phone Auntie Wales. Trivago's landline. Trivago. Uh, you can see all of our content at youtube.com and twitch.tv tv forward slash team triple jump that's mm -hmm. where we do our videos and our live streams uh, when we are streaming we're modded by lord rotovich trowling badger and mr black who i love dearly um <laughs> you can use your free twitch sub if you've got amazon prime that's just one of the benefits that you get it's no extra cost mm -hmm. to you you can use that twitch sub on us uh, and we will benefit from it as though it's a regular old Twitch sub. You know, we'll financially benefit. And Jeffrey Bezos loses money. Jeffrey Bezos probably effectively loses money in a way, I think, yeah, maybe. Possibly. Um, so it's I worth mean, I think doing. they still own Twitch. So I guess maybe they, they just lose some money. It's, yeah. I mean, they must lose some money if, like, ordinarily. Some money goes be, to us. If you'd be paying for it with actual cash and then you're not paying for it with actual cash by using the Amazon Prime, surely they, they, they don't get as much money so do it is what i'm saying is what we're saying yeah <laughs> twitter.com and facebook.com forward slash team triple jump mm -hmm. are where we are on social media twitter uh, is uh, predominantly kind of uh, video and live stream announcements things like that facebook is a lovely place where um our community manager fraser is um sharing um kind of old clips from the, the the YouTube channel's history, but also little discussion-y things as well that you can get involved in. And there was a live stream this week on Facebook. And there was a Facebook Live this week where I sat and chatted about, I can't even remember Everything. anymore. Every, loads of things. It's not even gaming related, you know? Uh, normally when we're live, either on Twitch um, or YouTube, or when we're here talking to you, answering your questions, it's all gaming related. But over on Facebook, we're just having a little... Yeah, casual you should definitely check us out on Facebook. We are trying yeah. to get to 10,000 likes. We are. Follows, follows it's called now, but follows. yeah, likes, follows. So check us out on Facebook. Yeah, please do follow us on Facebook if mm -hmm. you can. Um, and uh, also, there's um, there's now a What We Playing post going out there yeah. where James Jenkins this week was talking about what he's playing. Um, so they'll be going out regularly as well. So Fraser's doing a great job over he there. He is, yeah. He looks after Twitter as of well. Of course, but... the Twitch stream highlight of the week as well. Is Twitch stream on. highlight of the week is another one. He's just doing all all the best things, Fraser. Doing yeah. that marketing. He's a good boy slash man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, finally, from me, is patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. It's where you can access all of our many Patreon tiers. Of course, at a bare minimum, you'll be able to ask questions on this here podcast. Yeah. But there's other things too. Early worst games ever, exclusive merch, Discord personalized chats. video messages from us. What Discord channel mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. All those things. Yeah. Um, yeah. We also have a website. Uh, and I said it wrong last week. So I'm going to try really hard to make sure that I'm saying it correctly and pronouncing it correctly. It is triplejet.mup. There it is. That's triple ju dot mp. Mm -hmm. um, if you want to go to Discord, it's triple jet dot mup forward slash Discord. Thanks to our mods, Joe Jack and Hollowise. Um, if you want to listen to the podcast or find where you can find it, if you're watching it on YouTube and want to listen to it in your car perchance, mm -hmm. um, you can go triple jet dot mup forward slash podcast. Um, all of our live stream vods. If you miss any of the live streams, we're doing five whole live streams a week. 
Well, this week only four because Ben's not here. Yeah. But still five normally a week. Um, all of our live stream VODs are at triplejet.mup forward slash VODs. And then if you want to buy some sick merch, some sick triple jump merch. Not this. Not this. But other stuff like but, this yeah, with this logo on. Our new, we're, a new merch drop is coming at some point. So you want to make soon. sure you're following Triple Jump Shop on Twitter. And you can head over to triplejumpshop.com to see all of the merchies mm-hmm. that you can purchase. Also, if you want to follow us on the social needs, our personal accounts, we are at Peter Austin and at Scrambled Ashton on Instagram and Twitter. Mm. And though he's not currently here, you can follow Ben Potter at at confused underscore dude, but he's just on Twitter. He doesn't have an Instagram because no. he's an old man. He is. I mean, I've not posted on mine for about six months, but you know, I'm not. No, not I as posted old. on mine like a couple of weeks ago, and now I will not post again on it for a couple of months, yeah. and then possibly will post again very soon. But... Most of mine are just from when I'm not at work, like when I go away somewhere on mm-hmm. holiday and just post landscapes of like sheep and stuff. Yeah, but you know, so <laughs> check These me are out for that. Sheep Instagram account. Yeah, yeah. it's all just sheep. <laughs> uh, we have content that goes out on YouTube all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do lists every. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and soon there will be an extra day as well. I think it's Monday, right, that you're going to be doing your lists. Um, I I think it is. Yeah, I believe so. Uh, So that will be happening in time when Ashton has recorded a load of stuff and it's all been edited and Mm -hmm. scheduled, but uh, keep an eye out for that. At the moment, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, the streams are now every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Holy moly, that's a lot of streams. Holy moly, Thursday for the joint Blaze It streams, and uh, the other days for individual streams from all of us including James Jenkins James Jenkins um, and as, of course me and Ashton and Ben Potter mm-hmm. uh, worst games ever is fortnightly um, it's uh, available for patrons on the Friday of each fortnight uh, Sunday for everyone else it's not a worst games ever week it's this week it's next week's worst games ever next week, week. and we've we just had one as well mm-hmm. so go check that out yeah Transformers yeah Transformers uh, and or converters, the podcast. If you have converters, yeah, you've got yeah. to watch it to, to get that joke. Yeah. Uh, the podcast is every Saturday, mm-hmm. and we do shows and other little bits and bobs um, every other week or there or thereabouts. Yeah, um, we're getting back into the swing of things. We are. Yeah, there's, um, I'll tell you actually, there's one coming out this week. I'll tell you that in a minute when I've said, don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes or your platform of choice. It helps something to do with, with algorithm. With Alan Gore. And his little, his funky dance moves. His boogie moves. Um, His boogie moves. Uh, Remember, triplejump.gg is where you can go to buy all of your virtual currency, digital currency for your your consoles of choice, um, and also Minecoin as well. You're going to buy it anyway. It shouldn't cost you any more, particularly if you're in the UK, or certainly if you're in the UK, and Mm -hmm. hopefully in other places in the world too, but we can't confirm. Um, So buy it there instead and support us. Yeah. What's We've, coming out this week, Peter? Well, I'm about to tell you. We do well, have some special shows coming every other... Oh, baby. Yeah, uh, every other week. Um, we've got a rules boss with that that person there. With Ashton Matthews herself. And me? Yeah, she did her own rules boss. It, it was did. actually recorded a while ago, but it's yeah. just taken so busy. Yeah, my first week. It was recorded. Yeah, it was. That was when I threw the spider on you, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was just before we recorded rules boss. You threw a cushion at me. No, it wasn't. It was on Ruse Boss, the, yeah. the kangaroo. Peter said, put this behind you, threw it at me. And as just it, a little as thing it threw, came something off. fell on my lap. I was like, oh, something's fallen on my lap. Wonder what it is. Move my leg. Spider <laughs> crawled at me. And I just kind of like 
I don't think I screamed. I just panicked slightly and smacked it well, away. Yeah, you went, oh, there's a spider, which is fair enough. Like, I did not know. I was like know. cabled up still, so I couldn't go yeah, very far. Yeah, that's right. You're all hooked in. It's actually part of the hazing process. Yeah. You throw a spider yeah. at everyone. Um, yeah. So that's going out, I believe, on Sunday. Um, we've also got a What It Means to Me going out as well this week. It's from Keyblade Sarah. I wonder what game it'll be. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, so that's very exciting. Check that out. Um, and uh, as we said as well, we went live on Facebook this week, so you should be able to go and watch that as a so. VOD. And uh, perhaps there'll be another one next week. We've not planned one, but I don't see any reason. <laughs> I don't see any reason why we uh, aren't gonna, why we wouldn't just do uh, a a weekly one at this point. Um. <laughs> Ben's not here, and we have literally spent this week just burning the channel down um we're trashing the podcast studio at this point i've just realized that those two so that we have lights that are supposed to be stuck to the wall facing upwards oh, they're facing the ground. those two have been on the floor the whole time it looks like suitably orange so we didn't even notice but um this one just fell over as well it so, just fell um, off the wall yeah yeah i did think i must say i watched adam pachiti stick those to the wall and i thought <laughs> they're not staying there <laughs> they'll be down within this, this like textured yeah, it's kind Ugh. of squishy, foamy. What the heck? Oh, yeah. It's like a wall, and I've just touched it, and it's like. No, it's almost like polystyrene. Ew. Yeah. I want to rip it off. Like, every it's part tempting, of me is like, isn't it? just grab it. My grandparents in there, we're still podcasting by seemingly. <laughs> My grandparents in their spare room had textured wallpaper that's like, it was like bumpy, you know, a bit like bubble wrap. Um, not bum piss, bumpy. But, yeah, not bum piss. <laughs> uh, it was like, like a cloud kind of yeah. texture. And I used to lie awake at night just like pressing all the bubbles down, which must have ruined their wall. <laughs> but, you know, I was only like, like... Why is this bit of wall so flat? What's going on? <laughs> um, uh, what was this week's sponsor, Peter Austin? Hotel? Trivago. Anti-Trivago. Anti-Trivago. Um, it's not video game related no, uh, unless just you... Just Ben's off at Auntie Trivago's house. Ben Potter is video game related, so yeah. that's why it's By video proxy, game related. proxy, yeah. Yeah. So uh, thank you for listening, everyone. <laughs> Hopefully you've enjoyed it well enough without the very professional, long experience of Ben Potter, who is a, mm -hmm. a podcasting maestro and has been yeah. doing it for much longer than we have. But I mean, I've been doing it for years now. I have no excuse. I've been doing it for one month. Yeah. So uh, hopefully it was was fun enough. Tell Ben that we did a great job. Yeah. yeah. You could just let him know. You can at him if you want on Twitter and be like, did you know they actually did a really good job? Mm -hmm. They didn't trash the studio. No. We didn't say any... I said the word dick. I don't know if... Never mind. That's probably okay. It's probably fine. I mean, he's right here. Yeah, my so, Jinko. Yeah, there he is. Thanks for listening, everyone, and watching, if you're watching on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And uh, check out the podca podcast next week with Ben Potter and all three of us, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, don't know where you'll be. But if not, we'll phone you in. I don't know where I'll be. Literally. Probably be here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. All right. Love you. Yeah. Love you. I, well, <laughs> I'm not ready for that commitment yet, but Ashton loves you. I do. Okay. I love each and every one of you. Oh, that's nice. Well, I'll see you later then. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.